Welcome back into Behind the Bench with Carter Eckle. This is episode number five. I am your host, Carter E. You can find all of my work through the Nevada Appeal website or Record Courier website. I'm the sports director with the Nevada News Group here in Northern Nevada. On the other end is our producer, Jeff Mulvahill of InstaImage.com. He is also this episode's main sponsor for today. You can find all of Jeff's photos along with other work at www.instaimage.com. He does some great stuff. You might want to go check out that website if you get the chance. But today on episode five, we got another large breakdown of basketball. We are going to start with the Douglas girls basketball team and then hop into an interview with head coach Brian Mello. We'll come back out of that with some Douglas boys updates, flipping over to Carson and their updates as well. Carson girls getting their first one of the season over Dayton on Friday. And yeah, that'll wrap it up for this week. Next week will be our wrestling extravaganza. I have been getting, getting out to those results. I got a couple of them. I can tease, but track wrestling has been giving me issues. So I can't, can't get to those at the moment, but we'll start with the Douglas girls basketball team. Like I said, we will talk to head coach Brian Mello here in just a few moments. But the Douglas girls sitting at four and two overall on the season have the most points scored of any team in the North so far through six or more games played. It's been defense and offense for the Tigers so far this season. They've got six to seven, maybe eight girls on any given night who can hit multiple baskets. But against Damani Ranch earlier this week, they dropped into a two-three zone and caused all sorts of fits for the Mustangs. Just active hands anywhere you can find it. The thing with two, three zone is you got to shoot to shoot, to beat it. And Tamani ranch was intent on trying to go inside and Douglas kept getting steals and running the other direction. Douglas was actually down for nothing. So went on a 22 to one run to end the first half to take a 22, five lead into the locker room. They've looked good so far this season. Like I said, defense into offense has been their specialty. We'll hear from head coach, Brian Mello in a second. He's he's from what he said to me, making sure they are set in the half court on offense and really being able to run through those plays and get score, get buckets when the opposing defense is set is kind of his big, big emphasis so far in the early part of the season. But so far, so good for the Tigers who, like I said, are sitting at four and two and have won their last two this week with a win over Damani Ranch and then a 55-40 win over Grant's Pass on Friday. But without further ado, here is head coach Brian Mello. All right, I am now joined by Douglas High girls basketball coach Brian Mello. Brian, thanks for making the time today. How are how are you doing? Good, uh, doing really good. Carter, thanks for having me on. You uh, you got any any plans to hunker down with all this snow coming into the area this this weekend? Yeah, we were actually supposed to go Christmas caroling, and uh, I had to cancel it, so we're just doing a team dinner. So other than that, uh, get my snow shovel ready and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we'll go from there. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be going to be quite a bit uh quite a bit of snow and <laughs> but but the yeah. uh the Douglas Girls basketball team off to a solid start so far this season at at 4 and 2 so far. You guys also have the most points scored of any class 5A team in the north uh who's it played 6 games or more this season. I guess start uh. you, start you with an easy one. How nice has it been to be back on the floor after almost 2 years away? It's been amazing. Um you know, um we all love coaching. We love playing. Parents love to, to uh, support their kids. But having that taken away, uh, it really just makes you appreciate um, just the little things. And I think that's one of my big focuses this year with with just myself as a coach and with, with the kids, just enjoying every moment and uh, not taking anything for granted. 
Yeah, and then, you know, through six games, like I said, you guys are sitting at four and two. Uh, just overall, how have you how have you felt you guys have looked so far through your through your first six games of the season? Uh, you know, we we've had uh, some ups and downs, you know, against Faith Lutheran and in Reno, we struggled offensively. Um, and, you know, I thought we played well the other four games. And so, you know, I just I'm happy with with where we're going to be. Uh, or, you know, I'm going to be happy with where we're going to be. Um, it's just, you know, every day you're trying to get better. And, and like I you know said, we're not, we're not going to get too high. We're not going to get too low. We're just going to keep grinding and keep working hard and, and enjoying the moment. Yeah. And it's a pretty deep team uh, so far through the season. I mean, you've got, you know, on any given night, probably seven, seven to eight girls or so that, you know, have been able to put up uh, six or more points. Uh, I guess to start offensively, how beneficial do you think that'll be for you throughout the, throughout you know, here the early part in the season and going into, you know, the thick of league play. Yeah. Having girls that, that one can score and two are confident uh, to score is huge. And that's one thing I think it's a little bit different than this team from teams I've had in the past is we, we don't really have just one score, you know, and, and I think it's gonna be hard for teams to, to kind of, you know, scout for six different people. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's, there's no pressure on any one girl. Um, you know, to put up, you know, 15, 20 points, whatever. And to be honest, these girls, nobody cares who scores. And, um, you know, the only score they care about is the one that's on the scoreboard at the very end of the game. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been nice and it's, uh, I'm glad girls are getting involved and girls are having some early success. So hopefully we can keep it going. Yeah. And then flipping over to the defensive end, I guess I'll ask you more about specific defensive mindsets here in a yeah. second, but to have, have that confidence you've seen on defense, you know, against Damani ranch earlier this week, you guys give up five points in the first half and then Friday night against grants pass, you only allowed 10 points in the second half uh, to have that, you know, that working on defense, how much confidence does that bring to you guys on the other end of the floor? I think it's huge. And uh, you know, when the girls sit down and guard and whether we get quick steals or, or we get a long defense possession and, and a, you know, a rebound, um, the girls are starting to have that. They like that identity. Um, you know, I think some, most high school kids want to be known as a scorer or a team that scores a lot. And, and this team really loves, they take pride in that defense. And so um, and it's nothing that I said, it's just kind of something that they came together and, and uh, I'm just going to keep riding it. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And you mentioned that defensive identity. And I know you guys are a, a little, I guess, different in the sense that uh, usually it's it's the coach pointing out most of the, the defensive looks, but you've entrusted a lot of that to your to your senior leaders on, on or as you said, the point guards of your defense, right? Correct. And, I, you know, we, I played around with it a little bit in the summer during the AAU season and just kind of uh, allow the girls to have that freedom, you know, what they see and and allow them to call the defense. And, um, and I sat back and started thinking and watching that when they come up with it, they had a lot more ownership. It wasn't just, you know, the coach telling them what to do. And I don't know if maybe that's why they're so prideful in it because it's on their shoulders or, um, I I don't know, but, um, I really do trust our defensive point guards and, and all the defense, you know, cause they all have a voice, that they can switch it up and whatever they see fit. I mean, we're going to, we're going to try it. Yeah. And as I, as I said a second ago, you guys have, you know, put together some halves where you just completely stifle teams. And that's been a, been a big part of, of your identity so far with, uh, with, I guess with what you guys have, have brought on defense, where do you think that, uh, that you've seen the most, 
growth, I guess. Obviously, uh, I guess I should have led with this. This is your second year as the yeah. the girls head coach, but with having you know having these girls play for you for more than just the two yeah. the two seasons, where do you think they've they've found the most uh, I guess confidence and most uh, success on the on the defensive side of the floor? Yeah, I think it's it's a couple things. I think the the biggest one is the communication piece. Um, we talk about that in every drill we do. Um, not only does talking help you play better defense, but it also helps everybody around you. And it can be a quick reminder. Um, so we you know we really focus on that communication piece. Um, and, and the second one is trusting everybody to do their job. You know, we talk about if you're worried about doing your job and what the other four are doing, you're not going to do your job very well. And so if everyone's just focusing on what they're supposed to be doing and everyone does their job, then we have a higher chance of being successful on defense. Yeah. And through six games, obviously uh, nothing to be, be too critical of yet as a head coach, but I know the one, one thing you've looked for is to really make sure that you guys are, are able to score in those half court sets as opposed to, you know, getting out in transition and and getting a bucket is, you know, one way to do it, but obviously you can't, can't score every point that way. Where have you seen kind of the the growth so far in the early part of the season in, in those half court sets and uh, your ability to, to score when, you know, the defense is set up and, and ready for you guys? Yeah. Um, Obviously, you know, coaches would love to just be able to get, you know, um, their offense off of, you know, transition or defensive steals. And, and that is a, a big part. Um, but we can't rely on that. You know, there are going to be teams that that get back and we have to be able to score in that half court set. And I think just having so many girls that feel comfortable with a ball in their hand and, um, you know, being able to score a lot of different ways, whether it's inside out. Uh, mid-range from the three or getting to the rim. Uh, we have just a lot of different girls that can do a lot of different things. And so I think it's it's good because we get to try our, our different sets. And if one doesn't work, we just go right into another one. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I think that's all the questions I got for you, Brian, unless there's anything else you wanted listeners to know about, about your team here in the early parts of the season. No, I um, just, this is a a very, very fun uh, team to coach. They're amazing kids. Uh, And if you haven't been out to uh, check out the girls basketball program, uh, you need to come out because you're, you're missing some great basketball and some great kids. Absolutely. Thanks again for your time, Brian. I greatly appreciate it. Carter, thank you very much. Thank you again to head coach Brian Mello for joining us on Behind the Bench. We're going to flip over real quickly to Douglas Boys Basketball, but before we do that, I'd just like to point out again that InstaImage.com is today's main sponsor. Douglas Boys, 1-1 one one this week, a thriller of a game to start off league play for them. Second league game, but still opening in the league season with an 86-78 loss at Damani Ranch in overtime. The Tigers had a chance to win that game in the final seconds. Shot couldn't quite fall, hit the rim, hit the backboard. And then in OT, it was a couple of quick stops for Damani Ranch that allowed them to get out and score some quick points in transition that led to that win. Of course, Douglas followed with a win over Incline, 53-45 on Thursday. J.C. Reed led the way there for Douglas with 14 points. Bunch of other guys on the scoreboard, though, for the Tigers. Thomas McDowell had eight. Chris Myers had seven. Theo Reed and Caden Thacker both had five for Douglas in that win. And then Friday night over Grants Pass, team from Oregon, the Cavemen, as they are called, gave them a little bit of scare in the first half. I think it was that apart with Douglas just not playing super well and missing some easy buckets 
in in space when they had you know chances in the paint. However, when you respond with a 30-point fourth quarter, it's pretty tough to lose a lot of games. They used that 30-point fourth quarter to win by seven, I believe. Yeah, 64-57, outscored Grant's pass by 17 points in the second half to come back and win that game. Once again, points from all over the place. J.C. Reed had 14, Connor Ward with 12. Theo Reed had nine and got a lot of praise from head coach Corey Thacker after the game for the way he stepped up on defense in the second half. Caden Thacker also with 11 points for the Tigers. Dakota Jones added six more as well. Thomas McDowell had seven. He hit a nice spinning fadeaway shot in the fourth quarter that really helped spur that run for the Tigers on their way to a win. Douglas sits at three and four so far this season in the North. Carson Boys side of things who got their first win in league play with a 67-44 win over Galena Friday night. Head coach Jordan Glover, who was on episode three, if you want to go back and listen to that, said they got to, A, they got to figure out a way to not turn the ball over as much, and then B, needed some help on the offensive end. They had yet to have a game this season where two players or more had Scoring in double digits, well, against Galena, they got three. Parsa Hajigasmi with 18. Brandon Gronke or Sunshine with 17. DiCarlo Quintana, 16. So that'll do it. That'll win you win you a good chunk of games, and that'll get you ball distribution to keep defenses honest and not cheat over to anybody in particular. Carson now 3-4 and four with that win. Didn't turn the ball over a lot either and was able to just kind of run away from Galena. There earlier in the week, they fell 62 to 36 to Spanish Springs. Kind of give you an idea of where they sit in the North so far. They are the only team in the North to have played three league games so far this season. And they will have one more before we hit Christmas break against Reno on December 23rd. I will not be there. I'll be out of town by that point. But like I said, Carson Boys basketball sitting at three and four on the season. Over to the girls where the Senators picked up their first win of the year over Dayton on Friday by a final of 43-33. Senators led 22-14 at the break. That lead got trimmed into in the third quarter, as you saw Jeff, as Dayton outscored them 13-8, but the Senators responded with a 13-6 fourth quarter to take it 43-33. Any general thoughts from you on what you saw there? I know you're the photographer, (laughs) not always necessarily watching uh, the action, but... Uh, any thoughts from you since I didn't have a chance to to see that one in person? I've, I've known these girls a long time, some of them, and, you know, seeing them through the years, and they really, that, like you said, on the score for the fourth quarter, they really dug down and and worked and and made the win happen. So that was, that was, that was great to see. Like I said, their first win of the year, they lost to Spanish Springs on Tuesday, 31-27. Carson actually led in that game going down the stretch, but Spanish Springs outscored him 13 to five in the fourth quarter to take that one by four. Of course, Carson will see the Cougars again this season in Carson city. The senators have two more league games before they hit the break this next week against Galena on Thursday and against Reno on Saturday. Both those games are on the road Real quickly, before we wrap up here, I'm going to give an update on Carson Wrestling and their first result at the Fallon Duels. Bested four of five teams uh, out in eastern Nevada. Beat Fernley 42-6, Tonopah 60 to nothing, Wells 48-24, and Yarrington 60-12. to Fell to Lowry 40-30, so they went 4-1 and one over last weekend. 
Anthony Garabo, excuse me, I hope I'm pronouncing that last name correctly, went 5-0 and at 126 pounds. Amber Perkins, 4-0 and for the Senators at 120. Lucas Wold joined her at 120 as well. He picked up two wins. Eric Hickson might recognize, recognize that name from the football field. He, at 182 pounds, posted a 4-0 record last weekend for the Senators. John Hurt and JT Heaton both went 3-1 and at 152 and 170 pounds, respectively, along with... The Senators 145 and 138 pounders, both three and one as well. But that's going to do it for episode five of Behind the Bench. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Carter Eckel. Once again, you can find all my work on the Nevada Appeal website under the sports tab or the record courier, www.recordcourier.com. Thanks again to our producer, Jeff Mulvihill, and today's sponsor, instaimage.com. That'll do it for this episode of Behind the Bench, and we will catch you next week. 